You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what is going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Stahl, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. On today's episode of Locked On Kentucky, we are going to be discussing Kentucky point guard Severe Wheeler entering the transfer portal. Going to talk about what it means for the Wildcats. Going to be completely honest with you up front. I don't think it means a whole lot unless Kentucky ends up playing him uh, this upcoming season. And we're also going to discuss as a whole, in my opinion, who stays and who goes. Right now, there's a lot of uncertainty uh, uncertainty surrounding some individuals on Kentucky's roster, and I'm going to give you my thoughts on whether or not they should stay or they should go and whether or not uh, they will. So, thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. I want to remind everybody out there that we are free and available on all platforms. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe. That is all I have to tell you today. That is all I have to ask. Please subscribe to the show. If you're listening on podcasts, please leave a review. That would mean a ton as well. So, Severe Wheeler, it is official according to several sources all at once. Uh, He will be entering the transfer portal. The only thing I have written down in my notes for this uh, little segment here is just, I mean, and that's kind of it. I I did not expect Wheeler to come back to Kentucky, obviously as a senior with a COVID year to spend. Uh, I I did not think that he was going to be coming back to the Wildcats. Now, I did not really expect him initially after the season ended, really throughout his his injury that he had that held, held him out for uh, for what was a month or so there. I, I never really processed through, okay, Wheeler could enter the portal, and if so, if he has the opportunity, will he do that? I I never got to that point. I was always assuming that he was just going to graduate, and he was going to move on, and he was going to do whatever. He was going to go play overseas or, or whatever that may be. By the way, something very, very quickly I want to point out here. The crowd that believes that Playing overseas is something to look down upon or to point fingers at or to make fun of. This is something that former, uh, actually an Alabama basketball player that just graduated, Javon Quinterly, who apparently uh, is too sensitive on Twitter or to, to be on Twitter, um, he was arguing back and forth with people. Uh, he should not have been, but he actually made a really good point. Uh, to somebody saying playing overseas is not the knock that you think it is because uh, you get to make six or seven figures and you get to be somewhere really cool. If Severe Wheeler does end up going play and playing overseas, you know, props to him. That's something that I think genuinely most people would enjoy. And on top of that, they're getting paid pretty decently for it. So Wheeler now gone. He is going to enter the transfer portal. The assumption about 48 hours ago, somewhere around there, is that if he were to enter the portal, there were a couple of schools that would pop up uh, immediately as potential names. And one of them is a Big 12 school, Kansas State, somebody that Kentucky just played. Now, Kyle Tucker of The Athletic just immediately tweeted out after this news happened, I'm recording immediately following the announcement of this news, that Severe Wheeler would be entering the portal, and he said he's coming to a Big 12, or we'll see him in the Big 12 soon or something something uh, to that effect. So, 
I think right off the bat, after it was kind of rumored, okay, he's going to somewhere in that conference, he's going to potentially be a wildcat elsewhere, um, I don't really see a reason to doubt it. Now, the question we have to ask ourselves here is how much do we really care about where Wheeler is going? As fans, I think we still need to support him. There was obviously a lot of back and forth, a lot of discussion about whether or not Severe Wheeler was <laughs> as valuable to this team as others might have tried to make him out to be, but I don't really think that matters at this point. Let's just be clear on what he did well and what he didn't do well. He couldn't shoot the ball well. In late-game situations this season, he was awful. He did not make the right decision consistently. He was a poor free-throw shooter, but he was one of the best assist men to come through the program over the last few seasons, and on top of all of this, uh, I think that he was overall a likable kid. Uh, I, I don't think that he was he was he was somebody that people disliked um, outside of criticizing his play. I was one of those people that criticized him and also tried to defend, defend him over certain things at the same time. He was really really good in transition. He was great with Shebway last year, especially early in the year. Um, but but overall, um, I don't know if he had decided to stay with this team next year, how much he would have been able to contribute, especially considering Rob Dillingham's coming in. Because while Rob Dillingham may not be as, uh, as what, what is the word I'm looking for, as polished, as mature, as experienced as Wheeler is, uh, I think overall you can already see coming out of high school he's a better scorer. Um, he, he's probably a little bit better of an athlete. And you look at a guy like Aduthiero continuing to grow in his role uh, as his uh, as his Kentucky career now continues on into his sophomore season. I, I just don't think there was a lot of room. And I think that's what Wheeler, Wheeler realized. He said, and I'm going to read a quote here. He said after, like right before that Kansas State game, right? People were talking about the narrative that he had kind of checked out or didn't want to play with the team anymore or this, that, and the other. We never got into it here on this show. At least we didn't like really dive into the details. I don't even know if we mentioned it, to be honest with you. And he said, quote, I would hope they were able to watch my energy on the bench. I think that tells a lot. It's crazy that you say that, that that was a narrative. I love this program. I love this team. I love the coaches that I'm surrounded with every day. This is a kid's dream to be at Kentucky. This is a kid's dream to play at this level play the games that I've been able to be a part of. I don't think Wheeler was lying when he said that. I think Wheeler understands that there is simply, like I just said a minute ago, probably not a lot of room for him on next year's squad. So why not go somewhere, get a little bit more playing time, and, you know, go out with one last hurrah with your with your super, uh, with your, uh, super senior season. I don't see anything wrong with this. He wasn't going to do anything for Kentucky next year. I think that overall, Wildcat fans should be supportive of him wherever he goes. Now that he's gone, hey, he's not playing for your team anymore. So you don't have to sit here and whine and complain about whatever he was doing right or wrong. I don't have to do that either. Uh, we can just be happy for what he was for this team, especially in 2021 and uh, the 2022 season as well. And we can just be happy for him. That's kind of my stance on that. So if you've got any thoughts on Severe Wheeler entering the transfer portal, you can leave it in the YouTube comments below. Again, just a very quickly recap. There was not enough there was not enough playing time for him on next year's team. I think we're in a better position next year without him, and I think that he is going to be something solid, I would say. That's the word I want to use. For another program, maybe Kansas State.
So again, you can leave them in the YouTube comments below, or you can hit me on the socials at Locked On UK on Twitter if you've got any thoughts you want to share on Wheeler. Before we get to every other player that I think we need to discuss when it comes to who's staying, who's going, we're going to talk about Onyenzo and Collins and all these different rumors out here, out there. Before we get to that, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at Built Bar. Guys, if you have not tried Built Bar yet, then you have got to absolutely try it. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's also got amazing macros. It's really, really good for you to kind of replace those candy bars uh, that you may consume on a on a, a consistent basis in your life. They're significantly more healthy for you. They've got significantly less sugar, 16 grams of protein. They're great for a pre and post workout as well. Uh, I've kind of tried to use these uh, as things that I can uh, enjoy as as delicious treats instead of uh, kind of snacking on candy uh, consistently. The best part about Built Bar is outside of the fact that they have a ton of different really, really good flavors, they are also all, every single one of them, are covered in 100% real chocolate. They are absolutely delicious, and again, they are really, really good for you. You can go to BuiltBar.com, and you can use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Also, you can head to your local Walmart or Sam's Club if you want to check out some Built Bars. Again, locked on 15 to get 15% off your next order over at Built.com. All right, continuing along here on the Monday edition of Locked On Kentucky, Lance Dahl hanging out here with you. Really appreciate you making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. But guys, if you have not checked out the Locked On College Basketball Podcast, with Isaac Shade and Andy Patton, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I'm not mad. I think I said this recently. I'm just disappointed. You need to go check out the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Like I said, Shade and Patton, they'll have me on just about every other week to talk about Kentucky. They'll, uh, they have been diving into us uh, heavily, the, uh, the NCAA tournament, giving their thoughts, giving their, their expertise. Uh, they're giving their analysis on all these different games. Uh, they are really, really good at what they do. They are, as the kids say, popping off right now. Uh, it's on the charts, so make sure you go check out, again, the Locked On College Basketball Podcast wherever you get your podcasts, also available on YouTube. So, here's the question for the rest of the episode. Who's staying and who's going? Right now, let's start with the player that I think has been talked about the most, Uguna Nienzo, the backup center for the Kentucky Wildcats. It has been rumored that Uguna Nienzo is potentially exploring his options in the transfer portal along with a couple of other Wildcats. I'm going to be very clear here when I say this. Most of the time, I fence ride over things that I don't know about. We can't really truly project what Onyenzo is thinking without going and speaking directly to him, something that a lot of us don't have the opportunity to do right now. I'm going to say this with a fair amount of confidence. And if I'm wrong, I will just bite the bullet on it. He's not leaving Kentucky. Uganda and Yenzo is not entering the transfer portal. The reason I believe that is because he literally said after the Kansas State game, he was excited to come back next season. Again, like Wheeler, I don't think they're lying. I don't think Wheeler was lying, lying about loving this program, and I don't think Onyenzo's lying about coming back next year. Even John Calipari said as much. He said he may play two seven-footers next year. He may play on Yenzo and Bradshaw. Who, by the way, if you didn't see it recently, uh, the the, uh, the video that, that kind of popped off on Twitter of him making seven straight threes 
um, which would be nice. That's a, that's a great addition uh, to this to this team next year if Bradshaw can do that. There's the question is, can, will, will Calipari actually let this team shoot threes? That is the question we need to ask. But Onyenzo is not going. That, that, that's, my, that's my two cents on it. I don't really think there's a whole lot else to say. He's going to be, if he's not starting, he's going to be rotating in, I think, consistently. Maybe, like Cal said, maybe even playing with Bradshaw, who at this point, I guess, could be put at the four because he's been described as so first versatile offensively. He will, he will have minutes. He will have an opportunity to play. And here's the best part about it. If I'm on Yenzo, if I'm looking at this as a long-term thing of trying to get playing time and then going to the league, I think, now correct me if I'm wrong here, I think that there are very few schools, if I'm on Yenzo, that I would trust more to develop me to get me to the next level. And I know that we've hashed out all of these conversations, you and I and all these different fans out there that have been listening. We've hashed out all of this talk about whether or not we should care about Kentucky getting players to the next level. I'm not discussing that now. I'm trying to at least maybe give some perspective of where the player could be coming from. In this case, on Yenzo. Because if he's trying to leave... I think most people would would say rationally he's trying to get more playing time before he goes to the league next year. Because we were looking at this kid as a potential one and done. Maybe, maybe. Very small chance whenever he committed. I don't think that you leave to do that. I think that you stay at Kentucky. I think that you get your 15 minutes or maybe somewhere around there. You play with Bradshaw. You play alongside him. You grow your draft stock. And if you don't like Kentucky after that, then maybe you leave. And then again, if you want to stay in college another season, Bradshaw, I think, is going to be a one and done. I think that that's pretty clear. One of the best prospects in the country, five-star center, I think he's going to be a one and done. Onyenzo, because he's so offensively raw, if he's not where he feels like he needs to be next year, after next season, he can come back. He's the starting center as a junior. You've got a former five-star stud defensive player, as your starting center heading into his junior year. I think that is a great piece to have as a as, as at that point an experienced, not veteran, but an experienced player on your roster to kind of help things over after the Kentucky version of the Fab Five comes and goes. Onyenzo, again, one last time, I don't think he's leaving. Damian Collins, I, I think this is this one's coming shortly. I, I think that he will enter the transfer portal. We talked about it. Uh, we talked about as much as soon as the game was over against Kansas State. Um, I think that on, that Collins, while he may be extremely talented, while he may be bouncy, while he may be fun to watch, I think he may be better suited going elsewhere if he's wanting to get that playing time and he's wanting to get the not not attention is the word I'm looking for, but wanting to get that screen time, I guess to show off his abilities, to show off what he's capable of doing. Do you see him wind up at Texas? I think that's possible. Do you see him wind up somewhere in that region just to get back home? I think that's possible as well. All I know is that I I think it's more likely than not at this point 
and just thoughts and prayers to him as he continues to work through uh, the passing of his father a few months ago. And I hope that whatever decision he makes, I hope that he is blessed and he is uh, cho- shown to make the right decision. So nothing but love for Damian Collins, but I do think he will enter the portal. Antonio Reeves, apparently, apparently, according to uh, the internet, uh, which sometimes you can trust, most of the times you can't, um, Antonio Reeves may be strongly considering a return to Kentucky instead of, um, I would not assume entering the NBA draft, but I would assume graduating and and moving along, maybe trying to play basketball uh, in the G League or, or maybe overseas. If Reeves comes back, I think that that's great because right now, apparently Chris Livingston is looking at entering the NBA draft. I did not think this was going to happen. It has not happened yet, but it it feels like it's going to. It looks like it's leaning that direction, according to several people out there. And I'm not holding anything back. I, I I look at the same articles that you guys do. But if Reeves does end up coming back, I think it was great that we had Chris Livingston, and I want Livingston to come back, let me be clear. But to have Reeves in whatever, what's the word I'm looking for here? Whatever his volume looks like next year, probably going to be taken down just a little bit because of the other star powers that are coming in that are going to expect those shots and then the uh, the ball in their hands, I think you probably get a more efficient version of Reeves if he's more selective with his shots and he's put in a different kind of position where he isn't taking as many and he's given... I, 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 I think, just, just projecting out here, if he is what he was... This season, with a smaller volume in 2023 and the 2024 season, I think he becomes statistically more efficient and a more valuable player to this team. Because I think this next year's team is going to have what this year's team didn't have, which was shooters and bucket getters. There's going to be two or three guys, DJ Wagner, uh, Justin Edwards, Rob Dillingham. You've got guys that can get buckets on next year's team. And if you have one, just sitting on your bench or maybe as you're starting three or your backup three, that can also do that, but does it at, at a little bit less of a rate? I mean, you've got, that's just another weapon that you could utilize. So I'm all for Reeves coming back. Do I think he stays? I, I lean toward, yeah, right now. And I lean toward Chris Livingston going. We may see that flip-flop. We may see them both leave. Who knows? Lance Ware and Aduthiero are expected to return. I am shocked that Lance Ware is coming back. Because all, all respect to, to Ware and what he's meant to this program and the energy that he brings and just the, the, the joyful presence and the emotion that he has shown to be for this program, I'm, I'm surprised he doesn't want more playing time elsewhere. I'm going to be honest with you. I think he would be good enough to pull a Bryce Hopkins and average 15 a game uh, on a mid-major. And I'm not saying a mid-major like a, an irrelevant program. I'm saying like a, like a program like Providence, like a program like Xavier. Somewhere, somewhere like that. I think Ware would be just fine. If he does end up coming back, I will be surprised. I still lean towards no. Because you've got Bradshaw and you've got, um, you've got Onyenzo. 
how many minutes is Lance Ware getting? Sure, maybe you bring him in as a uh, as a backup power forward. How valuable is he at that spot? To me, I don't think that's where he works. I, I don't I don't I don't think he works well in Kentucky's front court. So if he comes back, I'll be surprised. But if he does end up going, I think he will thrive elsewhere. Aduthiero coming back. Kaysen Wallace, Jacob Toppin, and Oscar Shibway. All three of those guys are gone. I think Wallace definitely entering the draft. Toppin, I really hope this kid gets drafted. Oscar Shibway, I hope he gets drafted as well. Probably looking a little bit less likely, but we'll, we'll, we'll have to see. So again, just to run down the list, Wheeler, officially gone. Onyenzo, I think he's coming back. Damian Collins, I think he's gone. Reeves, I think he's coming back. Lair, I'm still leaning towards him leaving, but if he comes back, I'll be surprised. Thierro, coming back. And then Cason Wallace, Jacob Toppin, Oscar Sheepway, and Chris Livingston, I'm leaning towards them leaving. So, those are all of the Kentucky, uh, Kentucky player updates that we have as of Monday at about 1 o'clock. If you've got any thoughts on what could be coming for the Wildcats. Some people are already melting down on Twitter, saying that we could have a mass exodus. Um, others are hopeful that some crucial pieces could return. All I know is this. If you've got guys like Harvard's Chris Ledlam, who could play power forward and you're looking at him in the portal, if you've got several other pieces that you could be looking to plug and play in your front court and at the three for Kentucky... I think you can find them and be happy with guys like Justin Edwards at your starting three. I, I, I think you can. I, th- I think you can. I, I don't think that it's the end of the world if Reeves and Livingston both go. I want them both to return, let me be very clear. But if they leave, how much production are you going to need behind guys like Edwards, right? How much production are you going to need? I'm trying to pull up Kentucky's 2023 class here. You're not going to need much. I I, I just don't I don't see it. And here's the thing with Edwards, he's like six seven. He can slide down to your four if you need to. I mean, I, I don't understand what the meltdown here is with we're gonna lose a bunch of players. Brother, this is Kentucky basketball. It's been like that for over a decade. Get over yourself. So what if we lose a million players? You know what Cal's done? He's gotten in the portal or he's gone to the recruiting classes and he's brought in guys every single time. Now, have those guys always worked out? No. But if you look at this upcoming class, this may be the best class he has has signed in terms of just round overall power. I think you are going to see and improve Kentucky even if you see people leave. Here's here's what I can't ever rationalize, especially whenever it comes to people talking about college football. There's a statistic that is commonly used that I believe Bill Connolly puts out every single season, and it's returning production. And sometimes fans will get their will will, will get their underwear in a wad because They're like, oh, well, my team doesn't return a whole lot of production from last year, so we're not going to be as good, but or we're we're not going to be good is kind of what they they stand on. And the problem is, some instances, you see that argument and you you go, but your team went five and seven. You didn't make a bowl. Do you want those guys coming back? 
do you want them returning to play for your team? Because how productive was that production? Do you want that back? For Kentucky, if you guys expect, and I'm not talking to anybody in particular, if you feel like you're being attacked, just listen to me. I'm speaking to anybody that may hold this stance. If you want Kentucky to be better than they are now, right? They went 22 and 12, 12 losses, unacceptable, or whatever you may claim. If you want them to be better than that, you cannot also hold the stance of we're going to lose three or four players. This is bad. If they did not win you more than 22 games, wouldn't you want to try and reset with four five stars and a four star? Wouldn't you want to try and reset with some different players from the portal? I don't know. If if that's your logic... If that's your logic, I don't know. I would be I would be gearing towards hey, maybe getting some new faces into into the program. That's just my two cents on it. If you've got a different perspective, if you've got the same perspective, if you agree, disagree, doesn't matter, you can leave it in the YouTube comments below. That's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. You can follow the show on Twitter at @lockedonuk. You can follow me on Twitter at LanceDahl underscore, and you can follow the show over on Instagram. That is at Kentucky Podcast. Again, questions, comments, concerns, leave them in the comments. Hit me on the socials. I will see you all tomorrow for another episode of Locked on Kentucky. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day, and God bless.